being a selfless human is will bring you so much happiness yeah and it should be realistically it should be effortless like that should be like a second nature thing to do is just to smile yeah you know and it, it it goes such a long way i can't say that enough and i think that it's just it's just humans interacting with humans and this is how we're designed and how we're supposed to be so at the end of the day that's the nice thing is like we have the power to change our world and it all starts with just like self-reflecting being aware with yourself and being like okay well you know learning about what is my love language how can i take this and turn it around and help other people or be there for people and yeah that's what it boils down to welcome to the unbaked podcast we're your hosts caitlin and i'm sarah in this podcast two best friends get together to share our own recipes of life having relationships and everything in between Join us while we share with you our take of the definition of unbaked. Ayo. Hey, how's it going, guys? How's it going? <laughs> I hate our beginnings. I hate this. Hey, what you are we going to do instead then? We should just be like, I don't know, maybe open with a joke. But then we have our intro. Why know. did the chicken <laughs> cross the road? Uh, why? To get to the other side. Oh, that was a good one. I like that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's a new one. I just came up with it. Yeah, I just think it's funny because I've mentioned this so many times in our podcast. I think I mentioned it last week because we always start the podcast. You're like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, we've been talking for yeah, I know. minutes. And it's so funny because it's just like an initial thing that you think to say, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I was going to say happy Wednesday. Yeah. That's Cause good. that's just that's us. Like thing. happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Unbaked podcast. Uh, like we said in the beginning, this is our podcast where we talk about random things and usually relationships, ins and outs of that kind of stuff. And then we just, you know, fly at her. Yeah. And Flint just, and blow. Exactly. And then <laughs> we should then, honestly get that as a tattoo. I would love that. Let's do it. Flinting and blowing. Yeah. Yeah. But would it be the, would it be the words or would it be like a Flint? Oh, a little flint would be kind of cool. Did you see that one I sent you? Uh, it was the Tia's flash tattoo, and it, maybe I didn't send it to you. It was so cute. It, re- it reminded me of your hourglass, and it was like that kind of style. Mm. And your your um uh your tape. What kind of think of cassette what it's tape. called? Cassette tape. And um yeah. and it looked so good. Like it was, I loved it. It was a little flint, and there was two roses on it. I, I swear like I have totally the photo my type. I know it, it reminded yeah. me of you, and I was gonna send it to you. I guess I didn't. Anyways, we should do that. Other ones. Yeah, we should 100%. do that. that Super down. That's so cute. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if she could send it to you. Yeah, I'm going to ask her. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, so we're going to be, like we said in our last podcast, we're going to be covering love languages because I have been so waiting for this because it's so important for people yes. to know these, understand it, and then, you know, act on it because it plays a huge part in every relationship that you're in in your whole life, no matter what. So I kind of view it as like knowing your love language. When I think about that stuff, I think about relationships, but it actually comes with friendships and family and coworkers and everything, like every kind of person and connection that you have with someone, it's Mm -hmm. a benefit to you to know their love languages. And I think that's really important, especially if you want to be like that kind of person that makes everyone feel good and feel loved. And if that's like your core purpose to do for people, then it's a great way 
to get there is by learning their love language, if that makes sense. My words are not coming out right. No, that's perfect. I love it. It's yeah, true. like I know, I know someone, because I never really thought about love languages as like a friendship thing. I never thought about it because I'm like, oh, they're my friend. We already like each other, like whatever. We do the same things all the time. And it's like, you know, you don't think of, oh, okay, so how can I make our relationship better? Because that's like something you do in your like partner relationship or yeah. friendship. It just seems to be so easy. But I, I heard of this girl who's like from, you know, the Okanagan or whatever. And she's she learned all of her friends' love languages. And she'll always do something for them like every week that resolve like revolves around their love languages and i'm like that is the cutest thing ever like that's how so sweet is that cute that's so wholesome yeah i love and that it just showed me that knowing someone's love language and showing it to them that specific way that they like to be loved is mm-hmm. so much easier than you think yeah if you're not familiar with it obviously it takes some research and some you know effort as you know everything does nowadays but if you really want people to feel loved that are around you and feel the best that they can, that's how you do it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, starting off with the love languages. So there's this super popular book that came out in 1992. I'm sure everyone knows of it. It's called the five love language that's written by Dr. Gary Chapman. Um, it highlights five distinct ways in which people can express and receive love. Um, and we'll just, I'll, list them out right now and we'll go over them after so the first one is words words of affirmation acts of service receiving gifts quality time and physical touch each individual tends to have primary love language through which they feel most cherished and understood understanding and actively engaging with your partner's love language can significantly enhance your relationship's depth and connection so by identifying and speaking their love language fluently, you can demonstrate a genuine commitment to your partner. And I think it's so important that people need to realize this because I am actually going through this exact thing right now. And I had actually talked to my therapist about it. My whole therapy thing, like I said in the last podcast, um, my last session with her was all about love languages pretty much and how important they are in a relationship because if you aren't showing your partner the way that they need to be loved and um, have their needs met, then you're going to feel so lost. Um, I had actually been listening to a podcast about how important it is for people to understand their partner's love language. Um, and obviously with everyone in your life. Um, but it's the biggest key in your relationship, I feel like. And it's coming so clear to me because if you don't know the way that they need to be loved and have their needs met, then the connection is going to be gone. And from the podcast that I listened to, um, they said that when you start a relationship, you're in the honeymoon phase and you're doing everything you can to please them. And yeah, with long-term relationships, you go through the honeymoon phase and then, you know, you go through the waves. So there's problems and then it gets better. And then you feel like you're in a honeymoon phase again, and then you're more connected because you worked through those problems. And then, you know, every relationship has its waves. And every single time you go through those deep parts, you learn more about them. And then that quote unquote honeymoon phase comes back and you just feel even more stronger than before. But if you don't understand the person's love language, it's going to make it completely pointless to even continue after the honeymoon phase if they don't actually learn and actively represent it to you. Because when that honeymoon phase is gone, it's going to just be faded. 
like I was saying before, with the honeymoon phase, everyone wants to please their partner. You're showing up to work with flowers. You're bringing them food. You're writing notes on their counter. They're, you know, taking out the garbage without saying anything. You're like hyper aware. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like you're literally doing everything you can to please this person. But then as soon as that quote unquote honeymoon phase stops, it gets comfortable and they're like, well, why do I need to try? Like this happens with a majority of relationships. I'm not saying all, but a lot of the time when you get out of that honeymoon phase, cause it doesn't really last forever. Ideally, mm-hmm. um, they stop realizing what they can do to get you like, like to please you like they did before. And mm-hmm. that's where love languages come in. And this is where you have to have that communication and that open ended, like open conversation with your partner to figure out what makes you feel wanted and loved and have your needs met and same with them and no one understands this because i wasn't told this were you told this no 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 exactly and it's so important to realize it because fun fact you will obviously have more than one love language i'm sure that 99 percent of people have obviously more than one but it you know it goes in order what's more important and what's less important and it will change over time as well because i remember when i was probably like 19 to 21 it was words of affirmation because Mm -hmm. I struggled with like insecurity and anxiety and that was just really tough for me but now that I've like grown up a bit I guess and I have my own place now and like I feel like an adult more than I did before acts of service is my number one Mm -hmm. because I just want that relief of the heaviness on my shoulder with the help of my partner kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a healthy reciprocation of like what you're looking for and and I kind of going off what you said too quickly about the um like just the whole topic of love language, it's it's pretty like crazy how like when you show just that genuine effort. Like I feel like this is such an amazing topic because it's like listening to this and and listening to other podcasts like this that on the topic of love language it's like how amazing is it that we get this we can learn this and we have this knowledge to be able to now take this in our everyday life to the people that we love like what like it's such a cool gift to be able to like once you know it and then like be like oh I know that Caitlin loves this and Darnell loves that and like all your friends and stuff and you're able to and partners and you're able to just do that like I feel like it's it's such a um in a way it's selfless because it's like you want to learn but then you're it's so much fun to be able to like give make someone else's day and be there for that person however they need it and I think like that's how as a society we all should be because we all need each other to coexist like you can't just go along life being solo like I yeah whether that be I just mean like you still need community and people around you and, and that uplifting feeling. Connection. Yeah. And it's just, it's such an important thing. And yeah, yeah. that was my blurb on I that. But yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a psychological gift. Yeah. Because it kind of, I kind of relate with it as kind of how I see um, astrology. Yeah. Cause like, you know how I enjoy astrology, not as much as I did before. But I liked it because I could kind of get an idea of what the person was like. And then it kind of showed me how to kind of view the person, how to kind of not act around them, because I won't change how I act around people. But it kind of gives me an idea of who this person is. And that's 
kind of how it relates with love languages, but it's even better because it's being there for someone and like showing love, which is like the, the ultimate thing that we want to do for everyone. Like no matter how shitty or lonely or, you know, crappy things have been, everyone wants and needs love no matter what. So it's a great gift. A gift is a perfect word for this. It's a great gift that we were given to understand these um, languages that people feel to be able to yeah like it it's it's a great gift because it's also a free gift like yes yeah. love languages in in love languages there might be okay well someone likes getting gifts but there's also many ways you can you can do things still for somebody and you don't have to physically pay money for it it's i think the yeah. knowledge of that that's the important part and then from there you can figure out what you best need for that person yeah once and you learn it actually yeah, I was actually just going to kind of a leeway into that exact um, topic. So since I kind of listed off what the five love languages were, I was kind of going to dissect them. Mm -hmm. So as the first one, words of affirmation, um, I guess this one is one of the most popular and it's probably the easiest because it's just words, right? It's like all of the other ones are a little bit more effort. So I feel like this is the easiest one as it's the first one that always comes up. Um, so this love language focuses on verbal expressions of love and appreciation. Um, for example, compliments like you look amazing today, encouragement, like I believe in you and your abilities, saying I love you all the time, um, expressing gratitude, like I'm so thankful for everything you do for us, or I'm so lucky to have you. But I think also, like these are kind of generic ones, but I think with words of affirmation, um, it could also be something as simple as, hey, can you make that pasta that I really loved last week. Like, can you make that amazing pasta that you made last week again tonight? Like it kind of shows them that, wow, they recognized that I made that for them and they really loved it and they're complimenting me on it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So little, but it is like, a that's a great example because then you're, you're doing two things. You're, you're giving them words of affirmation, but then you're also like remembering and acknowledging something they did in the past and like that you really loved. And that is yeah. a huge compliment. Like, I love when that happens. Like, oh, remember when we just laughed so hard at this one joke back then? And you remember it and you reminisce on that. Cause it's like a nice feeling to like be nostalgic like that, but also like be able to, you know, like be able to. Wow, I can't speak that word I'm okay. trying to look for, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's awesome. Well, I think this, like I'm trying to be serious in this podcast, but I think it's kind of generic. I hate to be a stereotype, but I'm going to be a stereotype as per usual, but it's a common thing that men forget a lot. Like I've, I've seen so many TikToks of being like, hey, honey, we're going to go to the family cottage on the weekend. Uh, don't forget um, whatever. And then like Wednesday comes around, he's like, what are we doing on the weekend? She's like family cottage weekend. And then Friday comes up. It's like, can we pack our bags? He's like, for what? You know, like it's a common thing that men usually don't put that kind of stuff in their brain. Like women do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it, I don't know like this, like psychological side of it, but I feel like women are more like logical, obviously. And men are kind of more like physical. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of just like common sense. So they're not thinking about, Oh, like when she walked in the house she was wearing that red dress on that tuesday at 6 p.m like you know some people are obviously mm -hmm. but it's very uncommon you know yeah. so it's really important when someone actually like says that like when you're with say a man and they recognize something that you did in the past it's like a huge deal to women <laughs> oh it so, is it is right? and i'm glad that you brought that up actually because i was gonna say something and i was gonna say like 
if there's somebody out there and there's and and say you had this conversation or you listen to a podcast and you're like hey honey like um for my example I'm just gonna use like a simple like guy girl relationship whatever and she's like hey honey like I really would love to learn our love languages you know I um, I want to show you more mine my love language is words of affirmation like I just want to let you know that and then I I could see the response almost being like oh well like from the guy being like oh well like I don't know I just suck at remembering and like to me that's the biggest oh. crock of bullshit you could say and I'm not just saying, yeah, like I'm just, this could happen to anybody, any relationship, but I'm just, this is just my example. And to me, I'm like, okay, well then that shows that you don't want to learn. And that shows to, that says to me that there's, you can't take like two minutes a day to be aware and conscious of being like, I want to make our relationship better. So I'm going to every day, it takes how many days to start a habit? It's not that hard you know, things like that. And just say it every day or like keep it in your calendar and make sure that you get reminded and act on that every single day for say two weeks or whatever and get that in your head. And then just, yes, you can be more aware. There's no excuse for you to not be. It's a free freaking gift. You know what I mean? Like your words are, words are so powerful. Words are the most powerful thing that we have on this planet because they can really hurt you, but they can also really, really be healing and great for you. So like, yeah, it's no excuse. <laughs> I would honestly get so mad if someone said that. Like, I, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, that's literally like, okay, like, if you're going to stop trying, then what's the point of being in this relationship? Because oh, totally. as a relationship, you're going to be constantly growing and constantly changing. Um, like we said in this podcast a bunch of times, and hopefully the listeners know, you can't ever stop growing. And mm-hmm. I feel like that should be someone's goal in life is to never stop growing. Because once you stop, stop you're dead. Like my yep. cousin said. Right. Yeah. I I honestly couldn't imagine like having someone say that to me. Like there's no point in being in a relationship with someone if they're just going to not even take five seconds to read something about what can literally benefit your relationship. So exactly. And I'm going to actually go off of that because it's a great example. So when I did my therapy session last week or whatever, it was all about love languages. And I was expressing to this therapist that acts of service is mine. And fun fact, everyone acts of service is the rarest love language so that's kind of funny that sarah and i both have the same love language because apparently it's rare oh really because ideally it's the most difficult oh yeah so and it also has a huge part of um the way you're raised so that says a lot for us and our partners yeah yes yeah anyways so she was telling me a bunch of this stuff kind of right so after our therapy session she emailed me a whole bunch of things. She emailed me like a, um, like, you know, like sheets to f- like fill out if we wanted to, or like a chore list uh, that we could both do. And like it, all this kind of stuff, which love languages shouldn't be chores and acts of service isn't completely chores. And it's not, that's like 10% of acts of service is chores. Yeah. It's not because I feel like that's why it's such a rare love language because everyone sees it as like oh just vacuum the house or do the dishes for me like it's not that's not what it is completely no but anyway so she sent me a list of acts of service examples and there was probably like 60 wow and so i sent it to austin and i told him that that's what we were talking about so we read them together and then he's like can you send me that to my phone so i sent it to him on his phone and then like half an hour later Oh, no, sorry. We didn't read it together. He actually read them out to me because apparently like with, if you read things out loud, you memorize them better. 
So he read them out loud to me because I was like, you're going to read it out loud so you can remember these. And then I was getting sleepy, so I started to close my eyes, and he read them like three times. Wow. And then I, as soon as he put his phone on, he was just staring at the wall, and I was like, what are you thinking about? He's like, I'm just thinking of things that I can do for you. And I'm like, stop. I'm literally going to cry right now. And that's the first step. And I'm like, I want to cry right now. And even it's so little, but it's so crazy how much your feelings and your love for that person can change when you're actually having your needs met. I know. It's you know a, what it's I mean? So. Absolutely insane. It's such a like, it's such a good feeling being like, wow, like such amazing progress is happening in a relationship. Like, yeah, I love because that. I love that. Can you send me that list? People. I will. Yeah, <laughs> yes. of course. Um, Thank you it's it's two people it's not just a mosey through life just seeing how we can get there and you know expecting to be that couple thing and like we hold hands and we go for dinner and we should you know have intimate stuff time i can't just say sex yeah. i should just yeah. say sex <laughs> but you know what i mean like it's not yeah. just oh you just mosey on your way like it's it's not a chore and it's not it's not like a task and it's not you know a quiz or you know a Thing that you have to do for the rest of your life but it is something that you have to work on but it shouldn't be difficult you no. know what i mean like you should want to do this kind of stuff for your partner because you love them and you care about them 100 percent. it's you it's know so such a stepping stone into the you know like that's my dream in life is like you know i think of like my life with darnell too and i'm just like oh i'm so happy to be like living my life and like in a good spot and be so like genuinely happy with like you know, I mean, I have best female friends, but I'm, you know, my best yeah. friend, right? Like you, you, you know, a oh, lot no, of people I say not to marry your best friend, or I don't know why they say that. I've heard that. I don't, I don't believe it. I think that it, you oh, should marry your best friend. <laughs> I know it's weird. Like so I've heard people say, oh no, no, your best friend should be your friends, and then your your partner should be your partner. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, how much more amazing is it to thing. have? Yeah, and I'm like, how much more amazing is it to have? everything in one like how it's just the coolest feeling and like you look and you look into the future and you look at life and you're just like wow this is so exciting and I feel like it's such a robbery if you don't have that and oh, 100%. you know and, and to want to be able to grow with each other and like oh, I don't know it's so cool so I don't think that anyone should be in a relationship if they're not best friends because i know that's so funny that that we're talking about this because i've been in a relationship with someone who i was not a friend with yeah in a relationship that i felt constantly insecure about i couldn't be myself it was literally felt like i was in jail yeah like in my own personal jail and it was terrible like i constantly felt terrible about myself like i wasn't very happy i always trying to you know bend over backwards for this person yeah. because I was walking on eggshells yeah completely completely and I think that it's so important to be with someone who's your best friend and I think that's just everyone should know that but some people don't it's it breaks my heart like there is people out there that don't they don't know that maybe not their fault they just they genuinely thought you know at this time oh I was gonna marry this guy and my life was great and but and then years down the road it's like do you have that core friendship? Are you like wanting to do life together? Like, are you excited about the little things? Like the one thing that I miss so much, like, and I've been doing a lot of reflecting and it's like when Darnell goes away and it's like, I miss the little things. Like I miss the little Friday night weekend excitement where we just get to like, okay, well, what are we going to do this weekend? Like, okay, are we going to like, are we going to have like a movie night? Are we going to like, you know, just those little excitement things. 
totally that you look forward to totally. in your relationship and it, it genuinely breaks my heart knowing that there's people out there and they don't know that they don't have that they just yeah. think that they're in this relationship and that's what they're supposed to be that's how their relationship's supposed to be oh, and and that there's just there's no effort on well i i, I want to say both sides but for uh, you know for a lot of it it's a one-sided thing unfortunately because one person wants to know more and learn more and be like hey these are my love languages but the other person doesn't want to reciprocate right and like yeah. yeah i don't know and that's a dangerous thing about getting too comfortable with your relationships i feel like there's a fine line with getting comfortable because i've heard it in a lot of podcasts being like oh don't get too comfortable with your partner or you know because it ruins all the excitement but at the same time it's like can't get to that extent with your partner and get to that emotional connection and intimacy and friendship if you're not comfortable with each other so when you were saying this like being like oh i just miss the little things and the excitement and stuff like that i literally pictured austin and i doing leapfrog in our living room like that's the kind of shit that we do like austin and i have been best friends for 12 years like i have loved i loved austin and i know he's gonna be like yeah you always love me or whatever but i've loved austin so much since like literally the day i met him like yeah I, it's sad to say but i was like super like austin's my best friend not yours like whatever but the little did i know he's just hanging out because he was like in love with me and he was like following me around like a Hello. dog or whatever. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> super cute but anyways but it's like i'm happy that we grew it that way and then we started dating but even then like if, if we didn't even know each other and now i know we'd be best friends like it's crazy i know and it, honestly, like you talking about it, it breaks my heart that people don't have that. Like That's I, what I mean. Could you imagine not being able to just be your goofy self and silly oh. and laugh? Laughing is the best thing you can do with someone. If you don't laugh with your partner, your relationship is probably and unfortunately doomed. Yeah. You have to be able to laugh. Like people need to feel that chemical in their brain with the person that they're with. And if they don't, it's just going to make their, you know serotonin and dopamine yeah. go down completely and then where else are they going to find it they're going to find it somewhere else, are they gonna else. Find like it? Yeah. you know like they're going to find it with like shopping or addiction or something like that because they're not actually getting it actively with their relationship and i'm not saying that your relationship should produce that much dopamine and serotonin because obviously like i take ssris which is serotonin something 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 i should know what it stands for sorry everyone if you know what it is and like dopamine like i love shopping and it's a problem but whatever <laughs> but you know what i mean like you have to be able to laugh with your partner and be goofy yeah. and be yourself and not worry about what you're gonna say next and stuff like that like i've never once had to act differently around austin and this comes with like last weekend when he was home we went to like my family friend's birthday party and my uncle and my auntie were there and my uncle is literally a 65 year old me but even more grumpy and knows way more music than i do so it's like we get along so well and we never see each other but anyways long story short i end up having a few too many drinks and i'm scream singing in the garage and also just sitting there just like yeah and I'm, I'm like i can't imagine if i was in your position because i'd be like this girl is a freaking wing nut and she's like i'm dancing and i'm singing like i'm belching like and i'm like under the influence i probably sound like shit like whatever and he's just sitting there and then i get in the truck and i guess i asked him i was just like like how do you put up with that and he's just like he looked at me he's like put up with what yeah it's like, not even a question in his mind yeah and I, he's like i don't he's like you're not a lot 
to handle or anything. And I'm like, dude, I am like a crackhead. And like, I'll play metal music. I'll play EDM. Like when I've had a few drinks, I'll blast music. Never once has he turned on the music being like, it's too loud. He's like, I'm going to let her enjoy her time. And he, and then he won't judge me. He won't think anything differently of me. Like never once. And that's the kind of relationship. Well, yeah. And, and kind of like backtracking a tiny bit to what you were saying about like the laughter and stuff. And I think it's like really important to like acknowledge the fact like if you're not laughing with your partner and you are hopefully in a way you get that fixed from something else you know what I mean but also you don't want to suppress it like if you're suppressing that laughter in your relationship and you're also not like going out with friends and enjoying yourself still in other ways that are healthy for you to be able to laugh and and create that good environment in your mind that's a huge concern. That's something I like I can't believe how sad they would be. And it just breaks my heart cuz it's like right. a constant thing and I just I I just couldn't imagine that life. You know, that yeah. example that it keeps going on in my head and I I don't know. You know what though? It's way easier said than done, but I will say this, especially if they are listening, you're the only one that can change your life. Yes. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like and it's, I totally understand what it's like to go through depression and be so unmotivated to do anything. Yeah. But being that depressed and, or being that, you know, sad with your life, you should be able to, you know, at least sit with yourself and say like, do I want to stay here forever mm-hmm. and be miserable for the rest of my life? Or do I want to take little steps to fix how I'm feeling right now to hopefully get into a better life? Because I find when people are in those situations, they're either too comfortable to get out of it and they don't want to do anything because they're just like, eh, I can't find anything better. Or they're like, you know what? I can do this. I can find something better. I deserve this. And then they just fulfill their life. Mm-hmm. But it's super mm-hmm. difficult. And no matter, like, I don't know what this person is going through that you're mentioning, but still either way, like, I understand what it's like to feel stuck. Yeah. And, you know, comfortable or, you know, depressed. And it's really hard to get out of that. But you need to think to yourself that I am the only person that can change my life. And if I want to do it, unless I want to keep living this way, which Mm -hmm. I don't know why anyone would want to do that. No. I'm the only person that can do it. You are the only person that can do it. Exactly. And the important thing, too, and the amazing thing about that is you can ask for help. Like, you... You just have to be the first one to want that. You want to want it so bad that you're like, I have to do something about this. Guess what? I'm now going to message Katie and Sarah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, or or whatever. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, we're always here. We're always a listening ear. You can always talk to us about your problems and confidentiality. Like we would never actually cry. I know people like our listeners, like contacted us being like, Hey, like I have a problem. I literally cry because I know what I want. I want to help people. I know. And I'm like, if you message me, I will literally come to your doorstep with flowers. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Tell us your love language. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) We'll be there. I'll send you flowers or I'll, you know, take out the garbage for you. Exactly. Well, what's the next love language? And then maybe we can build on that okay yeah so the next one is um receiving gifts so this is uh i feel like everyone really likes receiving gifts but it can be your complete love language like Mm -hmm. really how you feel loved completely is receiving gifts um it involves expressing love through thoughtful gifts per se like giving a surprise gift for no reason uh selecting a meaningful present that aligns with the person's interests 
leaving a surprise on their like pillow or their countertops or something like that at the front door or whatever or like finding a souvenir while on a trip that kind of reminds you of them i think everyone would genuinely enjoy this but i could just be biased because i love surprises and i love gifts and if anyone were to go somewhere and be like hey i thought of you and got this who wouldn't feel absolutely loved with that right well exactly like that's like that's it's a flattering thing you're like wow yeah. thank you you thought of me right like it's yeah it's great <laughs> exactly so i feel like that one's like pretty common I, yeah yeah and you know stereotypical but girls love flowers receiving yeah. flowers they you know it doesn't they don't stay forever and they're like i mean unless you clip them and put them in a pot and or sarah and save yeah, them yeah. forever <laughs> i um, dry them <laughs> but yeah right yeah that's a great idea but it's just that thought yeah that women you know circle it around totally because it's the fact that i'm saying in a heterosexual relationship like a man and a woman like it's why women like it so much when men give them flowers it's because of honestly the thought yeah i believe that 99 percent of it is the thought I agree. as i'm looking at the flowers that austin got me last yeah. week <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're looking a little looking a little bad and i want to do something with them but I just don't know what. Like, I want to save them somehow. So you're going yeah. to have to, like, yeah, I'll help you hang talk. them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. Um, another one is quality time. Mm. Um, this one's, I see, as we get older and as our life changes, this could be one of ours, yours and I, because our boyfriends work away for so long. So mm -hmm. when they are home, we want to spend every minute with them, but mm -hmm. it can be different, right? Like if you live with them and you see them every single day, quality time couldn't be like, could not be your love language or it could be. Mm -hmm. um, so quality time is emphasizing spending undivided attention and time together. For example, planning a cozy movie night at home, going for a walk or a hike together, um, engaging in deep conversations without distractions um, or setting aside dedicated date nights on a regular basis, which are, that's already important. I feel like everyone should be doing that anyways, but we don't always get there. And, you know, people have busy lives and work and dogs and kids. And so it's a lot different. It's more difficult. But and in the Gottman book, he states that quality time can literally just be the two people sitting on the couch together, looking at each other and just having a conversation. It can yeah. be that little. And I'm going to say examples of all of these love languages of how simple it can be. Yeah, good, good, good. Because I don't want them to be intimidating to people, especially when you hear it and you're not familiar with it. Because when you're not familiar with it and it's not your per se love language, but it's your partner's, it's going to be intimidating because mm -hmm. you don't know how to do it and you don't know what it feels like for them to receive it. So yeah. I'm trying to try to make it less intimidating for you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're going to say something about that date night thing. I was going to quickly add to that. I think that it is quality time is one one of the love languages that i think we all take a lot for granted and oh, no and you and i would know firsthand especially in the situation that we're in with having our, our partners be away for so long you really think back to those little things like i did say like oh planning that friday night movie night or doing those things and you you know you look back and you're like oh man i took a lot of that for granted and i oh, think yeah. this is such a good reflection for anybody yes you might you ha might have a partner who comes home every single night or whatever you might you know be in a situation where you see them all the time and that's amazing 
And I think that it's important, though, to, like, really take in those moments and not just brush them off as, like, oh, it's another Friday night movie night. Okay, whatever. Like, just another, you know, really cherish those moments because you don't know, like, not to sound depressing or anything, but, like, life is short. Like, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And I think that those are such building blocks to a relationship to be able to sit down and like even if you have it as one thing like oh well you know what like even if we are busy and we don't get to see each other till nine o'clock at night and our bedtime's 9 30 or 10 well maybe like make sure you go to bed together like that's a big thing too I've heard like a lot of yes. people a lot of couples say like we never go to bed at separate times we always go to bed together and like right. those kind of things to be able to create even if it is five minutes a night to be able to have those moments. And sometimes you need breaks from your partners. I know that like space, like to be able to be like, no, I need a girl's night or whatever. I need to go. And that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I guess I'm just saying like, cherish the, those moments because quality yeah. time is very, very important. Yeah. Oh, completely. And I've been in the situation where I have seen my partner every single day and I'm like, oh my God, like I need some space, whatever. And I've also been in the situation like I am now where I, I like they're gone for 20 days at a time and they're only home for 10. Right. So you really, really, really like take in that time when they're home. But from what I've kind of reflected on as he's been gone is if I heard this podcast and you saying like, don't take advantage of it. I would be like, oh, whatever. Like, I see him every single day. Like, what's the problem? But now, me in this yeah. present moment, I realize that if someone is thinking that same thing and is listening to this, try, even if it's little, try to not get in that mindset of being like, oh my gosh, like I need some alone time yes. or something like that. Figure out a way to stop making it so negative and I make love it positive, that. as in, like, I can go for a walk by myself and I'm going to enjoy it and then I'm going to come back and, you know, that it'll be fine. Whereas like, I find that it's so easy to talk negative about it, then think of a positive, like, substitution, mm -hmm. you know, and what made me think about that is like, try to make every moment special. Yeah, you know, like what you're saying about the movie night thing. Austin and I, I'm not a movie person. I don't like sitting and watching movies. It's not my yeah. thing. But since we've moved into our new place, We've done it like three times where we've blown up the air mattress and like put a made a bed and like had snacks and he like literally went to the store which is like we're li we live out of town now he like literally went into town to get snacks for the movie night and like it's so little but i was thinking about it i was like this is so special to me and it's so because, much fun well yeah but i'm even like, i'm not even a movie person like i could care less to watch movies like it's just not my thing but i realized like just thinking about it just say you know this is a special moment like just yeah. try to make everything more than it is yeah yeah because everyone has such a bland outlook on most things especially in relationships unless it's like jumping off a cliff together like with bungee cords <laughs> well, i was thinking my mind went to water yeah. <laughs> or in the water um, or, or like you know like taking a trip to italy or something like that like everyone thinks of that when they think of oh a fulfillment in a relationship but it can honestly be something as little as having a movie night in yeah and just changing your mindset thinking like this is special and yeah. i'm grateful to be here with my partner having this moment with them yeah and uh, one last thing about this is like I had an example and it, it was I, I, I don't want to name names, but this person and uh, <laughs> he he said to me, he goes, 
oh, you must just love that he's gone. Like, it's, you, you probably need more time when he's gone. And I I immediately started, I, I just remember I started bawling my eyes out. And I was like, why would I, why would I want that? Like, and it. Oh my God, yeah. I've heard that before too from, from people. And like I old just married was couples. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh. And then it dawned on me and I said, oh, it's because you don't have a best friend in your relationship. That's what it is. Yep. 100%. I looked at this person and I said, it's really hard being away from your best friend. And then I just yeah. left it. And, and they felt really bad. You could tell they were like, oh, like, that's not a joke. And that's what's <laughs> so know? sad about the older generations is that they were so negative. Not to mention like way, way, way back where women were literally just an object to men and, you know, whatever. So it was, it came with the jokes as like, oh here comes my ball and chain or you know what i mean like and i find that that was hugely um popularized with men treating their wives so it's like we're trying to break that pattern i and i love that i feel like we have i feel like we have like i feel like it's probably like my parents parents kind of thing Mm -hmm. is where it was starting Mm -hmm. to kind of stop but it's sad that people actually say stuff like that like i can't imagine being in a marriage and just staying in it because you're old like yeah. I or older or whatever, like you're getting yeah. to that age or whatever. And like, I just couldn't bother going out and finding someone like seriously, like that, that just goes to show that 90% of people that are older than us that have been in those long-term relationships and will say stuff like that. It's like, okay, so you stopped trying in a relationship how many years ago? Yeah, literally, literally. Like, oh, per- okay, so, perfect. So like yeah. you're unhappy. So you're going to project it onto me. Awesome. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like another one that really bothers me is like, when talking about like people like our partners having a having long dis or distance jobs right being gone for 20 days and um uh the one thing that i've heard so much and it it actually bothers me because once again they're not in that position because guess what it's not their best friend going up there it's not their life partner who they love and cherish every minute of quality time with the, the sentence that bothers me the most is oh you'll get used to it I hate when people say that. Yeah, like, I know. Between you and I, sure, yeah, you'll get into a routine. Like I can say to you, you know what? I, yeah. I the other day I texted you. I said it fucking sucks. It doesn't get yeah. easier. I'm yeah. sorry, but it doesn't. Honestly, I'm glad that you said it that way because I wouldn't want you to sugarcoat it. No, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Doesn't it doesn't get easier. And you no. would know that because you have a good relationship with your partner. If it was somebody else yeah. I was talking to, I would have been like. Well, you know, like I could have worded it differently, but no, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Maybe maybe to them it's easy. Sure. That's fine. But that's not my relationship. That's yeah. nowhere near where I want my relationship to be. So, yeah. quality Honestly, time. like if that ever <laughs> happens to someone with us or if someone says something so negative like that and has the audacity to be like, "Oh, like you probably enjoy when your boyfriend's away cuz you could actually like, you know, whatever." Just being like Instead of saying anything, just be like, I feel bad for you. Oh, yes. You know how powerful that would be? Because yeah. I'd be like, why? I'd be like, you don't I'm have what I have. Act- yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, or just, that, yeah, you or don't I'm even. I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah, you don't even have I'm to. I'm just going to say, I genuinely feel bad for you. Yeah. And let because them, you clearly let don't them, understand. Yeah. Let them dwell on yeah. that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy how important and how much you and I have recognized how big quality time can be for people because i am 50 50 with it it's definitely not in my highest part of my list but it's a part of austin's and it's been 
getting higher up on my list since he's been gone because it's so important to be with him. And you know, going back to kind of people saying shit, it's super frustrating when you're like, they're gone for 20 days at a time or like 14 days at a time. And you're like busy with your friends or you're doing things like it doesn't get easier, like we said, Mm -hmm. but you figure out ways to make it doable. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. totally. And one thing that makes me so mad especially with the people who like live with their partner, see them every day, blah, blah, blah. As soon as they come home and I go like incognito or like I'll hang out with my close friends like you because mm-hmm. like Austin Darnell are friends or whatever. And like, we'll still see friends. It's not like I completely go ghost on everyone and neither do you. But no. it's so frustrating when people are like, oh, like, are you seriously going to hang out with Austin again today? It's like, he's literally home for seven days out of the month and yeah. you're going to give me shit? Like, yeah. I, I can't. That's just That's so selfish. Exactly. It is. It's extremely selfish. And I've gotten to the point, too, like, with my work and, like, being super grateful that Darnell has a great job and so does Austin. I mean, they have the same job. But whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. um, and and to from for me to be able to be in the position to take time off every time that he's here. And yeah. I do that. And, and I say to, like, my co- I am so grateful that they have my back and everything. But it's, like okay sure call me like privilege or whatever you want for having a week off with him but like that's all I get and that's what bothers me is like I'm sorry that I have such a good relationship with my partner and I'm not trying to toot our freaking horns here I'm just saying that I love this person so much and I'm so happy at this point in our lives together that I want to spend that time with him and I and I and I close everybody else off I'm sorry that that's so much for you but this is this is who I'm choosing to be with. And this is like, we're trying to build a life and it's just shit's hard. Now we, we bills, we have bills to pay money. Money is not easy to come by anymore and things are expensive. And so you have to make it. That's why they're doing these jobs. And it is a huge sacrifice and it's a big thing. It's 20 days of hard work. It's not all easy. Like, you know what I mean? And like, so yeah, you know what, if I want to close the doors and put my phone on, do not disturb all week, you bet your ass I will. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to yeah. let anybody judge me for that. You know, no, you have every exactly. right to spend that time with your partner. You have every yeah. single, oh, it just bothers me. It really gets me going. Oh, right? <laughs> like I, I know, hate exactly. it. Yeah. But it's, it's not like you and I do that though. Like we don't no, no, no. completely <laughs> no. close the blinds. Like never, like we, we no. still hang out. Like you and I still hang out. The boys hang out. You know, Austin is looking forward so hard. For Darnell and him to be home at the same time so they can go to the cow and get wings. Like, that's all Austin talks about. <laughs> Anyways, on to the next one. Quality time super important yes. to us, obviously, because yes. we are experiencing yeah. the same thing. Totally. Um, second to last, physical touch. I will openly say I hate physical touch 99% of the time. I have trauma from it, obviously, and it's come up in my relationship, but it's getting a little bit better, but it's just tough because it's Austin's number one yes <laughs> love language and you know like i've seen tiktoks where it's like that typical um popular audio it's like can i have a big hug and it's like no thanks or whatever and it's like when my husband wants a hug when he didn't empty the garbage 10 minutes ago or whatever and it's like <laughs> yeah love languages or whatever and that's like 100 percent austin and i like I'll look at the garbage overflowing and like, I'll be like, Hey, do you want to empty it? If it's not done within five seconds and he comes over and he's like, can I have a hug? I'll be like, don't touch me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's so tough along with like me not liking it already because of trauma. And then it's also my boyfriend's like number one. It's been difficult for sure. 
it's been a tough thing but physical touch with a love language is um feeling love through physical contact as it's kind of self-explanatory like holding hands like i like holding hands Mm -hmm. like some of the times for sure um sitting together as easy as sitting together right like if you're at a restaurant instead of sitting apart you sit beside each other austin occasionally does that sometimes and i i like that that's not too bad or whatever um hugging kissing cuddling offering a gentle massage or a back rub which i mean doesn't love back rub (laughs) yeah yeah i mean if you don't whatever i'm not judging you but like I love massages, man. Oh, I don't even like um, massages, but I let Darnell massage me. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. So. Um, and like touching their arm or shoulder while talking. So like maybe when I think of physical touch, I think of like sex and like mm-hmm. intimacy and like hugging, kissing, cuddling. Whereas like, like I said, I'm going to make it easier than it is like sitting beside each other in a restaurant or touching their arm when they're talking or. Um, I love that. Like, those are great examples. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or like going up to them and like if you're in passing in the house or something like that and just like rubbing their shoulder or just mm-hmm. like kind of giving them a little head scratch like that's huge and i find i mean i hope that everyone agrees but who doesn't love a head scratch and yeah just walking true. past and be like oh yeah a little head scratch. <laughs> yeah i you do that I mean? to darnell he loves that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly so it can be as little as that mm-hmm. um but last but not least uh acts of service <laughs> yeah it's our number one love language which is the rarest um and i think a lot of people have a lot of confusion with this like we said before a lot of people think of it as chores but mm-hmm. it's not um expressing love through through um performing helpful actions um for your partner for example cooking a favorite meal for your partner uh doing household chores or tasks without being asked uh, taking care of responsibilities your partner finds stressful, um, running errands to save your partner time and effort. Um, but I'm just actually going to pull up that list that I was telling you about because it is way more simple than you think. And I think this, like this love language is so rare because it's so misleading, but it's not. It's way easier than you think. Okay, so... This is a list of acts of service, and I'll only read a couple of them, but I'm just going to go to show how easy it is and how non-intimidating it can be for people. This one's huge for me because I don't even like opening my eyes without a cup of coffee in my hand when I wake up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) But a huge one is making coffee or breakfast for them in the morning. Like just knowing that they're awake and being like, I'm going to go get them a coffee. Like it's just like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Matching their socks, making their bed, cleaning up dinner, um, have lunch delivered to their work, help with something without being asked, finish a project for them. Like say they're like painting a desk in the backyard and you just finish it for them. But obviously don't do it if you don't know how to do it. But like if you're just like painting it white or something like that, just finishing it for them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Grocery shop for the house. um, Get them a snack for when you're getting them a snack. um, Organize a pantry. um, Handle like... I found this one actually really big. It's like planning a vacation, like handling the plans. Oh, that's such right? a turn on for me. <laughs> right? That's like a green flag. I love I that. I know. Like, so I think I had told this in the podcast before, but Austin finally, because we like finally had money at the time, he finally like planned, because I, I asked him to plan a date. Little did I know he was planning a trip to Vancouver. And so I opened my computer 
for the first time in like a week since he had been gone. And I little did I know he was logged into his Gmail. So I was like, oh, what the heck? And then I see this thing on called Vancouver Hotel, like right at the top and it was open. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I look at it. So I was like, he's not in Vancouver. Like I'm super confused, but I didn't know that it was literally about the date he was planning. So I like ruined it for myself, but <laughs> he chose, he chose the wrong dates. Oh no. <laughs> He chose the wrong dates for the date weekend that we had planned for when he got back. So then I had to be like, hey, so this is really awkward, but uh, your Gmail was logged into my computer still. And I opened it up and I saw that you booked this or whatever. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, well, at least I noticed. But yeah, at least yeah, you noticed. The, <laughs> it was totally the thought. And I really appreciated yeah. him like thinking about like taking me to White Rock because I hadn't have been there, you know, that kind of stuff. But <laughs> It's so funny because it's so difficult. And I just, I have, it's not control problems. I just want to be able to relax, but I can't because I'm always so used to just doing it for people. And then I feel like you and I relate with that. And people will say like, oh, you just have control issues or you're like just controlling. It's like, no, it's because I know that I've been disappointed by people trying to make the effort that I would. Mm-hmm. So I just end up doing it myself. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so exactly. Taking that initiative and like planning, like say like a weekend away or like, booking the concert tickets and pl- booking the hotel that's close to the concert area like you know that would yeah. be such a dream <laughs> yeah yeah you're like oh dream date <laughs> yeah no and, and even going even going back to a couple of the ones you said like when you're up and you're getting snacks for someone or like to bring them a snack too or like you know one that's so simple to me is like oh like i'll fill your water up i see that it's almost empty i'll grab some while i'm up like yeah. it's so simple but it just oh, yeah. it goes such a long way yeah and like another reason why i think it's so difficult for like most people to like like i'm saying before in heterosexual relationships it's difficult for usually men to figure out this love language because it takes more thought (laughs) like i don't mean to say that in a mean way but it does it's like no it's true because when you think stereotypical men like you're like oh you have to tell them to do the dishes or you have to tell them to empty the you know garbage because they've never they don't realize that kind of stuff because their brain doesn't work the same way as ours does but in you know some people's do for sure i'm not saying it's all men Mm -hmm. obviously no it it goes goes, not 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 to open a can of worms but it definitely goes back to how they were raised just saying oh 100 percent. we'll 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 deal with that another day but like (laughs) yeah 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 we both know that austin and Darnell got cradled so yeah 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 and you and I are very strong powerful people that have Mm -hmm. like a lot of drive and you know and I grew up with a very hard-working dad very and same with yours he went out he would work you know he went traveled for work like yeah Yeah. like that's that's a yeah yeah it kind of came differently from for you and I but I don't really know where you got your like work ethic like how you like know how to do this and you know do your laundry and like you know what i mean because my mom sometimes it can just come up yeah well yeah that's great applaud yeah. debbie that she taught you that stuff and you don't feel like that someone needs to do it for you whereas like with me i was raised by someone who was like you need to learn how to do this on your own and i'm only going to show you this many times and if you don't get it figure it the fuck out like i'm not going to tell you twice and that's why i'm like that Ta-da! Yeah. And so but that's a good that's a good thing. Well, yeah. And it I'm grateful even though it was tough. I'm grateful because man, I could, I could run a house by myself mm-hmm. because I know how to. Whereas a man, I think about this often. I'm like, you know what? Like I wonder if Austin lived on his own. 
Like, would he mop the floors? I like. I don't mean to say mm-hmm. this in a mean way because Austin does help out with chores. But like, say like even just like another man, just like someone we don't even know. Oh, or something I like know that. exactly like, what you mean. Would you go there and would their garbage just be emptied like like weekly or daily or every second day or something like that? Or would their counters be wiped? Or would it be mopped? Or would the laundry be organized? Or would it be folded? Or you know what I mean? Like it's like that kind of stuff that we had to learn on our own. So I feel like it definitely yeah. surrounds yourself on how you're raised and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I find. I saw this thing. Oh man. And it said your love language is like what your love language says about you is where your needs aren't met or your needs haven't been met the most in your life. And I was like, wow, that is very crazy because in the beginning of this podcast, I said that words of affirmation used to be mine when I was younger because I was so anxious and insecure. So I needed that. Yeah. It was a need that wasn't being met. So that was what I looked for in love to fulfill my need. Right. So then you and I had recognized in the last few years that ours is acts of service. And it's crazy because you could hear someone saying, Oh, my love language is acts of service. It's like, Oh, you're lazy and you don't want to do anything on your own. But it's like, you and I are so strong and we've done it so many times where we're like, Oh, don't, don't worry about it. We'll just do it ourselves. And it's just like, that's just such a common thing in our heads that we're just like, it would just be so nice yeah. <laughs> if we didn't have to tell them, you know, and it's so little, right? It's so little, but it, it's crazy how important it is to have this conversation with your partner and really like verbally say it to them. So after Austin had read that list that next morning, he was, he always gets up way later than me. Like I'm like, I'm up, let's go. You know, I need coffee. I need to have breakfast. Whereas like, Austin wouldn't eat breakfast until like three o'clock if it was on his time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like Austin wouldn't eat if it was up to him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be yeah, real. Literally, literally, literally. Yeah. Oh my God. He's gonna hear that and be like, no, but it's so true. I know. Um I had gotten up and I just went to the washroom and he was like immediately up behind me making me a coffee. And I'm wow. like, that's so important to me. And it's it has been such a gift. And I guess you'd say a blessing. I don't know. I see like blessings, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, you know, religious or anything. Like a blessing can no. just be like a blessing, right? A blessing is just a gift. Like that's, that's just yeah, yeah. another word for a gift. Yeah. Yeah. It's been such like a gift to have the chance to realize that just communication and understanding of each other can make such a difference in a relationship because it shouldn't be that hard. It should never be that hard. Whereas like if you, love someone truly and they bring up a concern to you or something that they need from you to make their love stronger or make the relationship work better it shouldn't even be like a second thought for you and if you don't know how to do this specific love language like we're talking about today say it is a love language you have to do your research that is the quote-unquote effort that you have to put into it but it shouldn't be like a chore or like homework or like you know, like, oh, now I have to go onto my computer and look up what this is. You know what I mean? It shouldn't feel like that to you. And if it does, then you should be questioning your relationship. Exactly. Because you shouldn't feel like that. To Because in reality, you're just going to see your partner happier. You're, what I forgot to mention in this is that when you start giving your partner the love language that they prefer to receive, you will be shocked at how much they show you your love language because they're actually being showed love like it's crazy like when you are shown the love that you deserve and you need 
bless you, Ruby. Um, <laughs> you will like reciprocate it because you'll feel love. So you'll want to reciprocate it. So it's, it's, it benefits both of you. And that's what a relationship is. It, 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 I don't know. <laughs> mic drop, end of story. Like there's no other way around it. If you don't, if it's a one-sided thing, you might be able to be the kind of person that say your love language is acts or is gifts and the other person is just showering you in gifts and they're trying so hard and you don't ever reciprocate that. It's not going to end well. I'm sorry. Well, it's just a one-sided relationship. It's just a one-sided relationship and, and you're ungrateful and selfish and it's getting to the point where you're just they'll never they'll never be able to fully fulfill that. You you that's just not going to happen. So you you just got to figure it out. And it's it has to take both sides. You have to both be committed. And if you're not, well don't be in a fucking relationship. Like yeah, figure your shit honestly, out before you do that. Figure your shit out. I'm sorry, but it's just take like your garbage out. It's the truth. You know what I mean? Like, take your garbage out, go to therapy. Like, seriously, this world is so messed up. Society's so fucked up. This world is literally crumbling as we're speaking right now. Like, shit's going on. Like, the world right now is so scary and terrifying. And we don't have time to waste people's time. Like, it's just so yeah. selfish to do something like that. And ultimately, you should want to fulfill the best life you can. So make those steps. And what those steps are, it's therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. Go to therapy, bitch. I mean, a lot of people can't afford therapy, and I feel really bad for people who can't because I was in that boat. But if you are from the Okanagan, I would definitely recommend talking to your doctor because there are cheaper um, services that you can do through, like, the People's Place in Vernon or um, uh, Interior Health in, like, Kelowna or something like that. They can give you a pretty good deal on it, if not free if you talk to your doctor about it, but I think everyone should try therapy at some point or even just counseling because it'll be so crazy how much you can find out about yourself when you just let it out of your chest and you have someone actually listen to you and then you start putting the pieces together because that's exactly what, are, what I was doing last year mm -hmm. and it's changed how I felt about things and now I'm making a podcast. So it says something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think uh, another thing to add to is like we're far from perfect obviously and it might seem like we have our shit together in this episode specifically because I think this has been a freaking one of our best episodes but oh, I think that it's just because we're so like we've done the the talking and the research to be able to be like well Caitlin's done the research for this episode but to be able to just be like no like this is what it is and we you know it's yeah. just the cold hard facts and uh, you know if you yeah. if you i don't want to be mean but like if you don't like it well then go to therapy get yeah, some seriously. help because i mean that sounds really mean but like but i'm trying not though, to i'm trying not to be mean i just mean like um i feel like it's like, tough love if anything yeah You're yeah like to get people to better the better themselves so yeah like i really <laughs> want this episode to go go to heart like yeah. I want people to be like, wow, like this is, I've learned so much off this episode. Like I, and that, that's yeah. the great thing about us recording is like, I love learning. And, you know, it was really cool. Actually, I was having a conversation with Marissa the other day and she was like, you know, like, it's so cool. Like to be able to like, um, like watch videos or old songs and like have them, uh, like rejog a memory in your head. And I said, yeah, you know, it's, it is pretty cool. And I was like, you know, it's a really cool thing that I didn't realize. And I said, she goes, what? And I was like, well, Caitlin and I now, like, we have a document of all of these things that we've talked about, and we get to listen back to them 10 years from now. 
And like, how yeah. cool is that going to be? Like, it's so yeah. cool. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, and we're I love that. Along the way, which yeah. is so great. Like, I mean, okay, I'd like to correct you on this one. Um, I did research, but I also know like 90 of this already by my brain. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> like, yes, I've yes. lived the experiences and stuff like that, obviously. <laughs> I know you no. meant that, but that's I'd like what to I meant. Yeah. <laughs> clear that for the listeners in case they're like, oh, she's just reading off the screen. It's like, no, I actually no, like, no, know no, this stuff no. and I've worked on this for like a really long time and i'm happy we finally did this episode what i mean is like the fact of like that you've done the research in the sense of like you went to um counseling and you did the therapy and you've learned all of this like that kind of like you you're bettering yourself with that knowledge like throughout time and and like over time you've learned all this so yeah like it's awesome i can't wait it's great to to tell people and also like teach you like what I'm going to be learning. Like, I'm so excited to like actually give this information to people. Like I know I'm paying for it, but like, girl, you don't have to pay for it. You just have to subscri- <laughs> subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I you will be free. teaching you, you know what I mean? But it's, yes. it's yeah. You got to do the work on yourself. Understand. So in, re- in conclusion, yeah, <laughs> just in conclusion, um, what, like, what do you usually end your paragraphs in, or essays in in high school? In conclusion, or what yeah. are other ones? Furthermore, no. Furthermore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To wrap things up. <laughs> so cringe. Um, <laughs> it's important to know your partner's love languages. And even if you want to be just like the best person ever, and if you thrive to be just a better person in general for your friends, your family, your relationship, learn people's love languages. Because you yeah. will not ever be disappointed because it's selfless right like not all well it's kind of selfish or selfish selfless but at the same time it's kind of not because who doesn't love like that satisfaction of making someone you love happy yeah and we've talked about that before it's a great yeah, feeling like it's so like awesome Phoebe. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and you know it is a good feeling there is reward to it but that's i think as humans that's why we are designed this way i think that's why we naturally there is always going to be that because it is great to be able to give and feel good too like there's nothing wrong with like being able to be there for someone else and giving them an amazing gift of whatever you're giving them or whatever service you're giving them acts of service um but also reciprocating the same feeling. It's no different yeah. than someone smiling at you and then you smile back. Like it's that mental um, reciprocation and you're like, oh, like, and it gives you that boost of like joy and happiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, yeah, I'm going to blame COVID a little bit on this one, but I feel like people totally forgot how powerful it is just to smile back at someone. Dude, you're so right. I remember like, during that time, crazy. it was hard. And that's great yeah. that you said that because I feel like now that people are listening to this, they should just smile at people when they pass them. Yeah. Or like say hello. Cause we're Canadians. We're known to be like, <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Or hey. wave at people. If you're on like a, a further road, like I was driving down the road that I live on, which is not a very popular road or whatever. And people always wave at me. And I'm like, I honestly feel like warmth in my heart. Cause I'm like, that is so cute that, and like wholesome that people are like making their effort to be like, hello, like neighbor or whatever right like and i think that's so important to just i don't know like at dog parks people don't say hi when they're passing anymore they just kind of like ha 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 like nervously like smile you know and i understand people that have social anxiety and covid Mm -hmm. has brought social anxiety for people but like i have social anxiety obviously but 
you'll be shocked at how much better you feel when you're like, hey, I just did that. And I hope I made them feel good. And that's it. If that's it, right? Yep, exactly. Being selfish, 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 being a selfless human is, will bring you so much happiness. Yeah. And it should be realistically, it should be effortless. Yeah. Like that should be like a second nature thing to do is just to smile. Yeah. You know, exactly. and it, it, it goes such a long way. I can't say that enough. And I think that it's just, it's just humans interacting with humans. And this is how we're designed and how we're supposed to be. So at the end of the day, yeah. that's the nice thing is like, we have the power to change our world. And it all starts with just like self-reflecting, being aware with yourself and being like, okay, well, you know, learning about what is my love language? How can I take this and turn it around and help other people or be there for people? And yeah, that's what it boils down to. We got to just, yeah. you know, do and that. Even though this, <laughs> this, this podcast was kind of about like learning other people's and like doing it to learn for your relationship. You sh it's also like you just said, really great to understand your own for your mm -hmm. own self, right? You can never stop learning about yourself and doing no. that discovery. And that's what therapy is for 99% of the time or 99.999% of the time is what therapy is for is to find yourself and figure out like what you need. And you're never going to be in a good relationship or a good situation if you don't know what you personally need. And if you like don't know yourself, like you're never yeah. going to be a real version of yourself that you are like quote unquote destined to be yeah whatever, yeah right? so it's it's super important to do self-reflection i think everyone should do that if you guys um are interested in finding your love languages uh search up five love language quiz by um dr chapman so i definitely recommend you guys doing that and then it gives you a little um description of what each each is and if you're in a relationship i highly recommend discussing it with your partner and seeing kind of how you can act those ways or provide those ways for the other person or your partner and yeah we hope you enjoyed this week's episode we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to to the little market we're gonna the market little piggies piggies are going to market oh it's so cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna go do some shopping yeah dopamine yeah yeah exactly we're <laughs> yeah. like after this conversation yeah. well you guys um peace love lip gloss we will catch you next week we'll See catch you wednesday <laughs> we'll catch you for the <laughs> all right so loud i'm sorry okay no, goodbye okay. guys have a good week <laughs> bye